We dine, we dash, we podcast. This is the Dine and Dash Podcast with Matt Dean Pettit and Jeff Cole. Okay, how you doing guys and welcome to the very first episode of Dine and Dash, the podcast where there's a lot of dining, some fun stuff and the dash. So I've got a great special guest here for episode number one. High five. Guys, here we go. I've got the brand manager from Trauma Tequila, Pete Filmanov, who's a good buddy of mine. Petey, what's going on, brother? Thanks for having me, dude. Of course, man. Welcome to the studio. Really excited to be here. So you you are in now Dine and Dash. This is podcast number one. How do you feel? Like, tell me the re- like, what are you feeling like right now? I feel great. I want to talk about the Christmas season. I want to talk to you about what we do. I want to you know what, what we we can do together. Yep. Um, create some sweet recipes. I know? love it. And so thank you. So the purpose, guys, it's always important, I think, to set the listeners with any good podcast is tell them straight up what the podcast is about. So listeners out there, thank you so much. Um, I'm Matt Dean Pettit, as mentioned, I'm going to be your host and I'm having some great co-hosts with me every single week. Um, namely another gentleman named Jeff Cole, who Jeff can't be here, but you'll be talking to Jeff pretty soon. Jeff is a color commentary man of, of uh, many sorts and we love you, Mr. Cole. So the Dine and Dash podcast is going to be doing, talking about every single week coming to you. And we'll have usually around two to three recipes. So this is a food recipe based podcast, but the dash in the dine and dash part is I'm going to be bringing in somebody with some pizzazz, some swagger, some street cred, some, you know, these guys and gals are going to be amazing. So today we've got our friend Pete here from Tromba Tequila, and we're going to be talking, having fun. I'll take the the whole, you know, swagger out of it. Okay. Just, just straight up me. Just straight yeah. up Pete, straight up Petey. I love it. And that's why we call him desert Pete. So guys, every single week, we're going to be having some amazing, some amazing co-hosts come here. And uh, we're down here at stack market here in Toronto, Ontario, uh, filming this, which is amazing. And so I'm going to jump right into it. And so this week's episode, Pete is all about holiday time and, you know, Christmas sort of made easy. So I'm going to give two sort of really sweet recipes and we're doing a side and we're doing a dessert, but you know, I think it's important to sort of start any good party with a, a cocktail or drinks. So tell me about that. Like what's your, you're the cocktail man, you're the tequila guy. Tell me what's up. You know, I think it's really important to set the mood right for, for any kind of party. Um, people love welcome cocktails. So if you have a nice refreshing cocktail to get people excited about, you can really start at the night or the day, whatever you feel like Thank you. Uh, on the right note. It is, is, it day, it's, is it day or a day for you? I think right now it feels like day. It's snowing downtown Toronto here. Uh, it looks pretty much like 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. midnight. It's pretty black out here right now down at Stack. But we're doing it. But we're doing it. So you recommend having a welcome cocktail. So what would people, if you know, people are coming over, I'm going to do a home bar. Yeah. I want people to right away get a drink in their hand. Yeah. Uh, what do you suggest? What are we going to? Something light and fresh. Okay. Uh, refreshing. I would start with, uh, you know, I would start a nice refreshing tequila cocktail, whether it's a margarita um, or even like a tequila soda with a squeeze of lime, a tromba soda would yep. be would be great. Uh, and then you can progress from there. Okay. By progress, you mean have like six of them? Or 10. <laughs> or 10. You know, okay. Or, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or, ski. Or, uh, or, you know, the, what you can do is you can mix it up with some really fresh ingredients. Yep. Instead of soda, you can put, you know, grapefruit soda. And then all of a sudden it turns from something that's uh that's that's crisp and, and easy to drink to something that's more 
uh, more complex. So you got into the tequila, uh, tequila soda and then into a margarita, but you know, you, you missed, you didn't mention anything around like say a Christmas to theme drink or what's your take on those? Are you into those? What's your, cause there's now in New York here in Toronto, yeah. Chicago, Boston, there's all these cool New York theme bars, sorry, Christmas bars, which I love, but what's your, what's your take? If somebody's doing it at home, what do you, what do you go on? You know, it's great when, when you know what you're doing. If you yeah. know what you're doing, you know your ingredients, you can mix, uh, you can play around with different cocktails right. uh, and the ingredients. You know, the more complex it's going to be, you got to get the ratios and the balance right. Uh, in my opinion, simple cocktails, easy to drink, yeah. uh, soft and refreshing is what I'm after. Yeah. Um, so, you know, take a, you know, uh, I, I work for Tequila Tromba. So we have the full line of Tromba, whether it's the Blanco, the Reposado, or the Añejo, Añejo being the, the fully aged product. Yeah. Uh, and you can take an, an aged tequila and you can you can make a green Negroni with it, for instance, sure. right? So it has more complexity, has some woody flavors, it's tasty, it reminds you of Christmas, yeah. um, reminds me of you know warm, cozy, uh, fireplace. You are, you are getting me like Dude. you're romancing me right wait, now. Wait a minute. We're just two of us. Here, it right? is two so. of us in the studio. And you know what? I think it's snowing outside. I'm staring at Christmas trees. This is like our, this is our moment. This is like a Hallmark movie. You and I right here. We're doing it. Would you sprink? Would you now? So if it's, if I'm yeah. doing that for you, would you like shave like nutmeg or cinnamon on you top can. of cocktails? You know, we just came back, we grabbed a coffee yep. and uh, the coffee place, I saw some apple cider in the Reunion back. coffee, I might add. Reunion coffee, shoot great out, coffee. Shout out to having it right now. And you can put, you know, you can spike the, the apple cider, yep. um, hot apple cider with a little trombinejo. Yes. Um, and it all of a sudden comes alive or you come alive. You know what? It's true. It's, you know me, I do come alive after a couple trombo and trombo With that being said, you guys just did. So I want to know about, so that's Christmas sort yep. of entertaining. I want to know about Trauma Tequila. Let's let our listeners know, you know, who is Trauma Tequila. I know the great thing about you guys. I remember when you guys started the company here. I'm, you know, I love that what you guys have done. And I think so many Thank people you. are proud of what you guys have done. So share that message and tell us what's going on. We are a Canadian brand. Uh, we launched here in Toronto about seven, eight years ago. Uh, we found success in the bartending industry, uh, you know, bars and restaurants. The thing is back seven, eight years ago, there wasn't really a tequila that uh, bartenders could mix with. Um, they could serve people neat or hell, if you're going to shoot something, yeah. shoot something that's not going to make you sick. Yeah. Um, Cause the majority kinda, were like tar turpentine at that point. Oh, like it's, it. it's, it's stuff you want to, yeah. Like, we won't name names. Polish. We won't name names, but continue. I don't know any brands other than Trauma. That's right. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, how Trauma came to be is a, is a Torontonian. His name is Eric Brass. He went down to school uh, to, to Mexico. Shout out EB. And, yeah. Eric Brass. Here we go, buddy. Senior Brass. And he fell in love with Mexico. He fell in love with the people, the culture, the food. Uh, he saw people drinking tequila and waking up without a hangover. Yeah. And he saw, you know what? Something is different about this. Yeah. Um, came back to Toronto, worked in finance, but continued to preach the good tequila story. So, you know, he would he would come out uh, with his friends and, you know, go to a bar and the bartender would offer a tequila. And, you know, and you point, well, what other tequilas do you have? And one was either too expensive, the 100% agave would be too expensive, yep. or the stuff that makes you sick. Yeah. It's not actually all tequila. It's 51% agave, which means 51% tequila, yeah. and 49% crap that makes you sick. Gotcha. Corn syrup, starch, sugar distillates. Sounds so, like my breakfast cereal. That's just, that's I'm sorry. I'm a, picture, I'm a picture of health, I, as you can tell. I was going to say, you're, you're, Am you're, I looking you're, good? you're pretty in good shape. Thank you. I've got a face for radio. So, so, so if great. you're drinking... If you're drinking that corn crap. syrup and starch, hey, share me that recipe. Totally. I want that. Have you ever seen, well, of course, you've, you've seen the movie Elf. 
Absolutely. Of course. The, My favorite. The seven levels of sugar. So, <laughs> so senior brass came down, went to Mexico, figured out that there's, there's a need in the market because there's super premium and then there's floor base, right? There's crap on the market. Mixed those, they call mixed it. Yeah. Those, mixed those. Any, anything that's that, um, that's, you know, it says gold in the bottle. Right. It's the stuff that you don't want to be drinking. So you would probably like wash your floors with it. Yeah. I just dump it in the garbage. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Straight forward. So then skip forward to, you know, year two in the company, where did it sort of go? Like, where was the, how did, it, how did people get to know it and find it? It was bottle by bottle, bar by bar. Um, you know, the really interesting uh, fact about us is that when Eric was down in Mexico, he went to school with Rodrigo Sedano. Rodrigo Sedano's father, Marco Sedano, has been in the tequila industry for over 35 years. Um, he's like a pioneer in tequila. Uh, for 100% agave, I would say he he's the goat. Know, he, he's he, the goat. He is the good the goat, the greatest of all time, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and when he worked for larger companies, he didn't own any part of the company. Mm -hmm. So you know, when that company would sell, he wouldn't really get any kind of credit out of it. Sure. So you know, when we came up to him and said, "Hey, Marco, would you like to make tequila?" First thing he would say is no. And uh, what was interesting though, and the only reason he said yes is, is two facts: is don't tell me how to make tequila because I'm the tequila master. I yeah. know what I'm doing. I've been yeah. doing this for 35 years. Um, so no green goes in the kitchen. Yeah, fair and, enough. And, and two, I want part of the company. I want to be one of the founding members of the, Good. of this, of the this art company. of the deal. Yeah. And you know, it's like asking Wayne Gretzky to play in your home, home hockey league. You give him so everything. He's probably going to say no. He'll say no. He'll, he'll laugh at you. But this guy said yes. Amazing. And, um, Oh, that tree just fell over. Oh my! It's, it's a windstorm it, out it here. It is a windstorm, guys. If you're watching, it's you know, what you can't, you're listening. Wow, it's like frosty out there. You know, in the frosty when the whirling it's, it's coming down. So, so, yeah, so, so we, Marco said yes. He joins the company. He joins the company, and uh, one of the reasons why we came in the market is we wanted to bring something accessible, something that's new and refreshing to yep. the market. Um, so the bottle that we make is, is different mm -hmm. looking bottle from your standard little bubbly bottles that are hard to hold and short and stubby. So short and stubby. There's nothing These, wrong with that all the time. By this the is way. tall and, and sexy to yeah. my opinion. Slender. Baby. Here we Something go. Something that both you and I are really not tall, slender. <laughs> I'm more on the, you've got length on me, but I'm yeah, short and stubby. I'm more like the other one. I'm, I'm trying to lose weight. I know you're looking, I'm wearing I, I, black for a reason. Slimming. <laughs> and I'm, I'm wearing plaid. You look no. good. Crystal sign. You look great. Thanks, brother. So I remember, so I had the honor of uh, meeting Pete and Eric many years ago when I used to own my restaurants here in Toronto called Rock Lobster. If you guys know those or remember, uh, we used to sell a lot of Caesars and a lot of them were made with Trauma Tequila. I think we were one of the you very first customers. And I remember you guys coming around, selling the product, like out of the knapsacks, having fun, building the brand. And as you said, working with the, the, the bartenders and you worked amazingly with our whole team and the bartenders. And I just remember everybody falling in love with you guys and the brand in general. And, you know, from there, I think you guys talked such an organic game that the brand just really grew on its own. Thanks brother. Um, being overly nice because we didn't really know what we were doing at all. Um, I think it's mostly, you know, we wanted to, I personally, I fell in love with the product because I knew that it was something different. Yeah. Um, it, it tasted different to me. I never tried a product like that. I knew that I wanted other people to have it. So for me to educate or to tell, to talk about it was really, really easy. Yeah. Um, so when you came along and, and you were thirsty while, while we were hungry, for sure. Um, it was just that synergy was created right yeah. there. Yeah. And we told you, Hey, this is not mixed. So this, you're actually going to feel good drinking for sure. it for sure. and uh, let's have a party. Yeah. 
and you guys did. You guys threw amazing parties. I know you just threw, so skip forward seven years. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? A couple of days ago, you just had a huge bartender party here in Toronto. Fourth annual bartender Christmas. Amazing. Yeah, we had over 400 people come through the doors. Wow. Uh, it was absolutely so much fun. Uh, Christmas surprises. We had our own Santa. Saw you uh, sitting on Santa's knee. Did you? I yeah. Did. yeah. For a second, I thought you might be Santa. After about 300 people, you, we should ask how the Santa was feeling. Yeah. But uh, he, it was amazing. Yeah. It was the fourth annual. It was. It was something. It's almost like a way way to give back to the community. For sure it is. Uh, we we got some food for the food bank. Cool. Uh, Non-perishable items. So we we encourage everyone to come in and, and really say hi and come through the doors. Amazing. I didn't know that. Like so everybody everybody was to bring in a in a donation that wanted to come in. Like that was the intention. If, if they did, yep. they would you know they would be rewarded with with a little cocktail. Ooh. Um, but little, not even that. It's just taster. you know it's that time time of it is a time of giving. I uh, I think you know this too. I just participated in, it was my family's idea. Then I trickled it down to friends and put it out there on social medias. I did this thing called a reverse advent calendar this year. So starting December 1st, I, st I technically started it a little bit earlier. Instead of taking chocolates from an, an advent calendar or treats or whatever from a typical advent calendar, which PS I still do love as a kid and now as a big kid, sure. um, I would put, I, there's this list from December 1st to the 31st. And, you know, for example, December 1st, you're supposed to donate and put into a food box. Um, I think it's like a, a thing of pasta, like a bag of pasta. The next day is a bag of, uh, you know, cans of tuna. So all these non-perishable food items that food banks require across Canada and North America. And what we did, my family, I've got a really big, big uh, Irish, Italian, uh, crazy family. And so God bless them. They put together an amazing sort of family project. And I trickled that down to friends. And we raised a lot of food. So everybody donated, put these baskets together. And then this week I drove around and delivered everything to the Daily Bread Food Bank Dang in Toronto. On. Yeah. And we had a lot of great people participate and reach out and say, my, you know, my work studio is doing it. My yep. company's doing it. Yep. And it was just sort of spreading the message. You nailed it. This is the time of year where, you know, if, if some people are a little more fortunate, let's spread the, the good cheer, spread right? The love. Spread the love. Bring it back. Bring it back. So, okay. So Pete, so now... Let's close out on that, finishing off with trauma. So it's now 2019, turning 2020 yes. in a few weeks. What is the plan? Like, what is your guys' goals? And where, where can we see uh, Trauma Tequila Glo go nationally or, or, sorry, globally? So I guess the focus right now is, is to spread the word. Like Now, there's, I think, agave specifically is a hot topic right now where people are discovering yeah. um, different agave spirits. And we always say that tequila is a great um, access point to those agaves. And there's mezcals, bacanora, ricea, yeah. uh, sotol that you're able to get outside of Canada. Hold on, those are spirits? Those are spirits. The only other one I know is mezcal, which I love. So, so what else was there? Uh, sotol, sotol, bacanora. bacanora. So it's made, tequila has to be made from the blue Weber agave, but yeah. there's actually over 200 different species of agave. Um, only one of them makes tequila, the blue Weber agave plant. Right. If it's not the blue Weber agave plant, it's not called tequila. It could be mezcal right. or something else, something different. Let me ask you yeah. that. And I know you're a connoisseur of all different beverages and respect good drink. Absolutely. Um, mezcal, mezcal, what's your, what's your take? What's your, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's great to mix in a cocktail or yep. neat, you know, some mezcals are, are smoky. Some mezcals taste like tequila. There's a variety of all in betweens. I urge you to try it, but I think that the tequila industry has a lot of potential. It's one of the fastest growing spirits out there right now. And, wow. and we need to educate people outside of big cities, yes. metropolitan cities, um, and tell them, hey, stay with tequila. Don't switch it for something else. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to feel good. Just drink the right stuff. And yeah. it's not brand per se. Uh, it's 100% agave. Yeah. Um, 
you know, obviously I'm going to say try Tromba sure. uh, because it might be your go-to at, at a good price point, but try some, some different ones because they're, they're all going to be different. But to answer your question about what, what's happening with Tromba, you know, we, we launched in Toronto. Now we're going national uh, in Canada. We're focused in the States as well. I think Texas is going to be a big market. We're in Florida right now too. In Texas, Pete. Uh, that's what I hear. God bless. Never been. Oh, uh, you know, wonderful. next time we do have to do a little road trip down there to see, Please take see our buddy Marcus. We do. Tito's. Marcus from right? Tito's. How are you, big Marcus? What's going there on, brother? Go. A little shout out to you. So you're going to be taking, yeah, because I know that I've been in New York City before and I was so happy. I was in this place in uh, Lower East Side and it was a cool like little brunch place. And I think I sent a picture to you or, or uh, Senior Brass. And on the back bar, there's Tromba Tequila. Awesome. And I was That's like, so this cool. is so cool. Because I remember yeah. where the brand started to now where you guys are. And, you know, I'm sure the listeners can tell. They can see the passion that's in you. Um, you know, you speak very well with and, and for your colleagues and, and uh, your team. Products there, teams there. It's amazing. So, you know, if there's maybe your favorite, what is your favorite cocktail? If I have one cocktail to make using Tromba Tequila, for you know any time of year what's your go-to what's your what are you landing on you know i, I can't say there's one uh, i honestly even with take, a gun to your head take any uh gin or vodka cocktail yeah uh substituted with tequila you know from a moscow meal you can do a mexican meal right from a you know negroni you can do a tromboni Ooh, look i just made that that's up fun no i didn't no i can't take credit for that that's but a good one, a, you know tequila negroni tromboni. Uh, something that's that's uh because tequila becomes it makes the drink more complex for sure more interesting more pizzazz more fun more flavor and um you know i love a good paloma which yep. is uh, the you know the mexican margarita i would say okay it's your your daily drink you know you have grapefruit soda yep. you have some tequila a little bit of lime juice and some sea salt on top Oof. phenomenal easy refreshing and something like that's crunchy. like sweet savory sour and it like pairs well with food you know phenomenal. what i mean it's a one-in-one -one combo which is great uh coming from a food dude i think yeah. that's an amazing side Guys, what what's your take? What's your favorite cocktail? You know what? My favorite cocktail from a tequila-based cocktail is you can. I'm very sort of classic. I like the same ten restaurants. I'm a very creature of habit. Uh, I'm habit. Yeah, creature of habit. Is that the right word? It is. Yeah. Say, yeah. Um, I'm. You know, you can send me, and it's good. I'll call the Tommy's margarita. But I'm like a great. I love a great margarita. And if a margarita is done well and it's well balanced, like any food dish. Um, I can drink several of them and have a lot of fun. And that could be in the wintertime. That could be like an apres ski on a hill, yeah. or it could be on the beach, right? A prey. I like how you said a prey. No, a prey. A prey. I mean, not, you know. Not before. No. No. You can do a bit of both, but the apres, it just sounds way more cooler. It sounds like you're, you know, you're, you're hip in the scene if you're saying apres. Apres cocktail scene. You want to go shred the mountain and then. Well, I, I just don't see myself drinking before I go down the mountain. No, I no. recommend. I did that when I was younger and I broke my collarbone Ouch. in like 14 places. Did you I, actually? Just swear to God, it was sticking Ouch. out of my skin. My left side collarbone was literally sticking out of my skin at Blue Mountain when I was younger. And I don't think we had 14 cocktails, but we, we had drinks before. And it was stupid. And I hit a jump thinking I was like a pro, which I was clearly not. And I landed on another jump, which sent me into the air. <laughs> and I landed on my neck and it was like. It oh my God. Game. It was, it was game over. It was absolutely game over. So Superman, I'm a classic guy. I like my margaritas. Um, I do love to sip on a great premium tequila as well. Uh, so give me the tromba Nejo anytime. I did see a few cats out there. God bless social media. Um, you guys have the tromba. Is it extra Anejo or is we this? We just got our extra Anejo not available in the LCBO. So tell You'll us see what that some... is. What is that? So it's been, um, it's been about eight years in production, to be honest with you. So it's basically after the plant 
grows between eight to 12 years in the ground, the agave plant, yeah. you cultivate it. Um, a pina. A pina, yeah. You, you, you shave you off the leaves, you get to the heart of the plant called a pina. Yeah. Um, you bake it, you press it, you ferment it, um, you double distill, and you have something called the blanco, right. which is the purity of tequila. Um, you put that blanco tequila that into a barrel, an oak barrel, you age it for a period of time, you have some, between two to 12 months, you have something called the reposado. Right. You age it even longer, between one to three years, you have something called an añejo. Right. You age it even longer after that, yeah. three years and on, you have something called an extra, extra. añejo. Okay. So it's actually, it's, it's funny. Extra old, does that, go, does that mean extra old? Extra old, añejo means old right. or aged. Right, um, blanco you know. meaning white. Ish. Yes. Clear. Like, like, yeah. I don't like saying silver because remember how silver, I said right. gold? Yes. Gold is the stuff that you don't want to be drinking. Right. Blanco or plata is probably going to be, right. it's the right way of saying it. Reposado means arrested. Right. And añejo means age. So extra aged, extra okay. añejo, uh, three years and, and on. And it's it takes the complexity to a different level. It, it is It brings out flavors that you didn't know they existed in the tequila that you first made. Um, takes a lot of the woodiness from the oak. Uh, and it makes it really special. So there's a few bars and restaurants in the city that carry them. Playa Cabana being one of them. I was just going to say um, name drop. They are Davey from Playa. Davey from Playa. You know, you go in there, try it, uh, try the whole line, see yep. what you like more. Because it's not that to a say flight, that a flight, if you will, a flight. Thank you. Uh, one is not better than the other. So right. the Blanco may not be better than the other than Reposado or vice versa. It's just because you're, if you like darker spirits, yep. you like your whiskeys. Yeah. You might like a nice Reposado. I'm a bourbon guy. I like bourbon. So I think Reposado Arañejo is, is your call. So that's my ticket. Yeah. It's my meal ticket. So we've got it at, uh, we've got it at Playa Cabana with Davey. Anywhere else in the city? Give them a little shout and a little plug. You guys are, I know it's super selective and a super uh, rare you know what? The market right now. We just landed. So Good. there's a few that are, I, I don't want to tell no, you no, when, for but sure. they're, they're coming out shortly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll let you know. Stay tuned there. So Petey, give them a little uh, love and say where, give them first off our listeners, your, uh, Tromba Tequila. What is your Instagram handle? So I give them a follow. At Tequila Tromba. Beautiful. And hashtag Great Cocktails. That's beautiful. That's <laughs> that up to you. Did you? Uh, Tromba say- Cocktails. You know, you'll find us on on social media. You'll find us on online if you want some really good cocktail ideas. TequilaTromba.com. Um, you know, we're really active in the industry. You find us at different parties and events, uh, and and ask us questions. Yep. Our focus is to educate anyone that works behind our bars, whether it's in Canada or the States or even Australia, they know there's, they know, they know what they're doing. For sure. So they'll tell you about tequila in general. They'll tell you how to make a great cocktail. Uh, and they're usually great people. Amazing. So now this is a, a portion of the show. So every guest is going to be coming on dine and dash. Um, I'm going to ask uh, he or she series of, you know, quick fire, rapid fire questions. So are you ready, dude? Shoot from the hip. Let's do it. That's it. Let's do it. By the way, Pete just did a little shot of trauma there to spice him up. <laughs> Got a nice, cute little here bottle here. I'd love one. Thank there you. Go. Cheers. A little, Cheers. little slip, sipperoo. Let's get our lip, do the one lip share. Do the one too. Mm. Refreshing. Can't, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. It's only four o'clock in the afternoon. You know what? It's five o'clock somewhere, Pete. <laughs> That's why we call him Desert Pete for nothing. So, okay, quick fire. This is Christmas. This is a holiday time. Um, and this is Dino Dash episode one. So here we go with Desert Pete. So Pete, I need yes or no answers or quick answers on everything. So first off, here we go. So number one, gravy on the whole plate or just turkey? Whole plate, absolutely. Yes, sir. Spice it up. up. Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2? Home Alone 2, Big Apple. I love that you said that. I couldn't agree more. Home Alone 2 is amazing. Rockefeller, you know, you got to get what it's So good. Wet bandits. Uh, Chocolate or candy? Cane? 
Chocolate. Chocolate. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can eat candy cane on anything, any time of year. Gingerbread or shortbread? Gingerbread. Yeah. Yeah. I would do gingerbread. Lots of icing on that. I'm extending the question. Lots of icing or just bread? Gingerbread. Lots of icing. Hundred percent. You got to get some sugar you, on that. Yeah. If you just said straight gingerbread, I, I know you're European by nature, <laughs> but I'd ask on. you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> just way too dry. Uh, turkey or ham? Turkey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah turkey. Yeah. You know. a, I lean towards ham. Just in general? If I, when I'm asked that question, turkey or ham, I like more ham with a little bit of mustard or prepared mustard as opposed to turkey. I don't know. That's just me. I think, you know, a couple of times a season, I don't know if I could do turkey, you know, once a week. Well, you get over. I'll, I'll probably be 400 pounds. Easter. Easter. Um, but a couple of times a year, yep. that's, that's all I need. You know what? Another one, just a big roast beef. Oh, yeah. The roast. Go, yeah, they're big roast. The, the, the roast beast. <laughs> the Grinch, love you. Um, what's worse, cooking or cleaning duties on Christmas? Cleaning, of course. A hundred percent. It's good to have a team. Uh, you know what I mean? One person does that. Clean and not. Oh, sorry. Cook if you yeah, can just cook. Cook not clean. Game over. That's what you need to find in a partner. I think she's probably listening, so you never know. Uh, shout out, Leish. Uh, Leish Fiore. How got, are you? You got me there. She got. So actually, there's news. Are you allowed to say this? And I'm sure to bring this up on you. You told me something off air. Some good news. Uh, I'm some... getting married next year, next November 28th. Woo. If anyone is down in, in the grill, that's right. Uh, in a little Jamaica. Pop on. Oh, uh, it's going to be fun. You're invited, by the way. I know. Did you? I just was told, by the way, off air, that I'm invited to this uh, wedding for a week. Thank you so much. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah Thank you very really, much. Really pumped. I'm going to be the um, I'm going to be the ring bearer, and I'll be in. A, I've got. <laughs> a, I'm going to be the ring. I know I've made myself the ring bearer, and uh, I'll just come down. I'm going to be shirtless, yeah. wearing like a just like a really nice speedo. And it will be trauma branded, by the way. And I'll just come down with a big hat. They're already being rings. made. Thank you. Okay, okay next. Barefoot, by the way. Barefoot on the beach. It's the, only, it's the only way. Uh, so last minute shopper or done by October? Last minute, unfortunately. Of, of course. Yeah, Always. the majority of us are. Uh, I have not started. Have you? I haven't even thought about it. Either by. You know yeah. that's happening in less than 10 days Don't now? Don't worry. <laughs> Perfect. We're go-to. We're last minute people. Uh, online shopping or in store? Both. Good man. Okay. I have to do both. It's just online. You know, you want to feel and look at the product. Yep. Yeah, you do. Online, you you can't really tell. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? I would say Christmas Eve, and that's because of Alicia's family, my fiance's family. Right. Um, They do big. It's an Italian Greek family. They eat like nobody's business. Christmas Eve is the day. And the eve, the eve is is something special. Uh, The day is great too. Yep. you know, bigger side of the family, but I have to say the Eve is something special. We do the same in mind. Christmas Eve, it's a, you know, sort of European-based tradition always. I think Christmas Eve is a little more bigger than in Christmas Day, you know, say in North America. Uh, I, Christmas Eve for me is is the the bee's knees. Awesome. Uh, who wins in an arm wrestling match? This is an important question. Frosty or Santa? Both are similar in stature mm. and weight. Mm. I would say Santa. Really? I have to say Santa. Frosty dominates yeah. him. Let's let's do it right now. Let's you and Wait, I. You, you look I'll like be Santa. Santa you'll be Frosty. Well, you got pipes. You got pipes of pipes, man. Look at him. These are little twigs over here. This guy's just you know you, you can't see this guy's uh, you know six foot two. Thank with you. A six pack. This is so good. Um, yeah, the blonde hair like a fallout boy. And that is true. And... That is true. I do. You know what? God bless the radio because maybe our voices sound nice, but you just can't see what we look like. Thank God. Okay, who? So Frosty, the other way. Uh, couch or recliner after all turkey? Couch. Okay. I don't have a recliner. Well, it could be a dream, but, but you know, I got to see if I like it first. True story. You, you did say that you like yeah. to touch retail. Uh, <laughs> best Christmas song of all time. Um, it's a tough one. That's a jingle bells. Yeah. It's uh, just the first one that I No, but I it's, it's good. What, what, what's you, yours? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And then you always have to say like the other parts, like 
you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know. Sing with me. Sing it for the radio. You know this. You know Dancer and Prancer and Comet and Cupid. Can we turn this on? This is, this, where this might, this is when music. listeners tune off. La, uh, second lastly, cupboards in a cup. Sorry, cups in a cupboard. Up or down? So you know when you put them away? Are yeah. they up or down? Up. Easier to reach. I agree 100%, but you'd be surprised because I've polled people on this before. How many people put them down? Huh. When do you like think they flip, them, they, you flip them? they don't probably dry and they're probably dirtier. You get moldy, right? Right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Tree or fake tree? A uh, real tree. A hundred percent. Smell something's tr tradition as well. I've never chopped down a tree. Always, no, for whatever I, reason, I, I bought a tree, but I did when I was a kid with my family. We'd like make a huge ordeal and go out to the middle of nowhere and cool. stock down very a la Griswold Christmas. Do you ever get caught because you're in somebody else's property? Or yeah, no, I, property? yeah, my dad's still in jail. He's doing uh, he's doing still like 15 to 20 for B&E. And you ran away. Dude, I'm quick and agile. He's an old man. God bless him. Uh, love you, Donnie. Uh, last question of the rapid fire. Episode one of Dine and Dash here. JT Snow Racer or a crazy carpet? I would say Snow Racer. Wicked. You know what? I grew up on one. 100%. I remember just, you know, having that, that wheel. I felt in control. And no, I, I might have broken one or two of these things. 100%, but, but I'm dude. telling you. And I probably broke myself a few times that I don't remember. Uh, Do you remember how fast you could get on those things? Unreal. Unreal. You could wax the, the So good. So good. And, and you're going down. You literally got a GT Snow Racer. By the way, I looked at them now online and like just checking. I think at like Canadian Tire. They're not cheap. Eh? They're like 200 bucks. I believe it. So like back in the day, they must have been like $1,000 or something. It's probably electric by now. Oh, they should, they should be. Up. Yeah, and there's probably and an then. app for it that the kids have. And they're like, <laughs> they Uber to their JT, JT Snow Racer and away they go. Okay, so that was fun, guys. That was Pete. We're having some fun. Yep, so we now go. we're going to turn it over to the the dine portion of our show of Dine and Dash. Here, your episode one. I am your host, Matt Dean Pettit. We have Pete Filimonov here from Trauma Tequila, national brand manager. So I'm going to jump into just some fun recipes that I'm bringing to you guys every week. It's Christmas time, Pete, holiday time. So I'm going to talk about two dishes where most people focus on turkey, maybe seafood. You said that your fiance's family is Italian, Greek. Yes. They do a huge seafood feast, right? Amazing. Amazing. Uh, unreal. Yeah. Uh, you name it. What's on there? Fish. Would, it would be seafood. Fish, lobster, uh, lobster uh, shrimp. Yeah. Sometimes a seafood, a seafood soup. Um, you know, you Cuchipino. have spread of, of, of salmon and yeah. just uh, crudos and yeah. un unreal. Do they like, how many years have you been dating for now? We, uh, you know, five, what, I'm, am I, I'm on record now. No, you are on record. Yeah. So I was going to, I'm going to say five. Okay. Five. So five. So with that being said, like year one, when you went over to this big or the, the, the do, you know what I mean? Yeah. The big Christmas Eve do when you went for like plate 12, cause I know you like to eat. Like, did they look at you different and be like, like no, you look great. Did they look at you and be like, who the hell did you bring home? It was a funny story. So, um, a two part, two part answer to that one, because Buckle the very up, first time I was invited to Alicia's house, um, I was invited on Christmas Eve. I wasn't invited to Christmas Day because that's uh, where the whole family gets together. Yeah, so, no, that takes us. You've got to be really like in. So, so she, just to see if, if I'm the right guy, she she invited me to for, for the eve to her, her dad's and mom's house, and it, it was fantastic. Um, Did you bring tequila? I brought tequila, of course, and it was a hit. Oh, dude, I have could, to say, how could they not? Um, love you? But what Alicia has always told me is that I never really ate as much as I do now because I feel like part Italian sure, now with the sure. amount of food yeah, I eat. Manja, manja. Um, and so I I think I eat moderately well, but yeah. apparently not. So sure. um, I think the family still, they liked me. So you were intimidated to eat 
too much and maybe take too much thinking they might think you're a pig. But I can't stop eating. Otherwise, right. they're going to they're gonna judge me. hundred percent. So, in an Italian household, if you don't eat, you're ostracized. You're, you're out. You're gonzo. So Belongo. I stretched my stomach. I uh, pulled up my pants. Actually, I did my buckle and Top. I kept on going. Nice. You know what a good training method? Like the people, you know, those professional leaders like Jimmy Chestnut or whatever that yeah. eats like all the hot dogs. Apparently you thousand can't. Hot dogs. Thousand hot dogs yeah. in like a day, whatever it is. First, they dip them in like water, which is absolutely disgusting and then chug it down. So in those, in those competitions, it's like one, two, three, go. They dip the hot dog, bun, bread, everything into water. It's disgusting. Oh, it's awful. And then they swallow they it essentially chew? barely. It just almost goes down like, you know, like a snake. Seems like you've done this. I, I'm a big, I'm, gotta, I'm, I'm, I'm weird. Let's just say that as I start I to talk like about food in a the, second. The, yeah, yeah. I've been at Young and Dundas Square in a couple of competitions. I go under an alias. The, uh, the hot dog Ram, eater? Uh, Rambo is, I don't know. That's, <laughs> yeah. No, but with that being said, so they... You know, I think you want to, I don't know where we were going with our food question on that, but so you were accepted, you're in the family yeah. and you were good. So we're going to jump in to, here's a couple things. So with recipes, you know, I think recipes are meant to be used as a guide, as a frame. I've, I've made yeah. a couple cookbooks. Uh, my publisher is uh, Appetite, Random House Appetite here in Canada. And I have a couple cookbooks. Uh, one being the, the first book is the Great Lobster Cookbook that sold globally. And the second one is the Great Shellfish Cookbook that came out a couple of years ago. And I always tell people, whether I'm on stage, TV, whatever it is, it's like, guys, you know, just use a recipe as a framework and then take it from there. So if you do not like, for example, we're about to talk stuffing stuffed potatoes. And, you know, I want you to take it, Pete, as just a guide frame and an, an idea. And then if you don't like stuffing or if you don't like turkey, swap it for ground chicken or pork or whatever it is. You know, like recipes, some people follow recipes I to agree. a tea. Yeah. Right. But I think they, they follow recipes to a T because they, they don't necessarily know what they're doing. But after the first time, yep. you can now inherit, you know, this recipe and, and make it your own. And you get a little more comfortable, right? So I think, so guys, as you're listening every week to Dine and Dash, we're going to be bringing the Dash and some fun like Pete is today. And then the Dine portion is going to be talking a couple food items. So we're going to jump right into it. I know you're listening to this. You're probably commuting sitting on the toilet, uh, you're at your desk, you know, you're, it's true. They do. That's when people listen to podcasts. You'd be surprised. So I think listening to this podcast, you know, it's meant to just be a framework for you to take it and sort of just abbreviate it. If you walk away and maybe you're thinking about what you want to eat for dinner tonight, hopefully this gives you some ideas and inspiration. Again, we'll be coming at you every week with a couple recipes that are fun that I've made, and they're going to be sort of thematic around, you know, holiday time right now. As we get into, you know, St. Patrick's what in March, we'll have some fun with stuff. We'll bring in maybe some people in the beer world and and different different experts in their field. So stuffing stuffed potatoes. So this is fun. This is like something stuffing, like stuffing stuffed, stuffed potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, it's fun to say. So starting starting off first, you take four large Yukon potatoes. So take your big potato. Yeah. And that's like a potato that's like fleshy, but you can you can bake with it, you can roast it, you can pan fry it. It's like a universal. It's a little sweeter, right? It's a little sweeter and it's a beautiful, you know, Yukon potatoes are actually Canadian potatoes. They were developed in Canada by a researcher in uh, Guelph University in like the 70s. True story. True story. Fun fact. I love Yukon potatoes. One, they're Canadian. Seems like a Hawaiian pizza is made in Canada. It is. Hawaiian right? pizza is made. Do you know where Hawaiian pizza was invented? In Canada? Do you know whereabouts? I was going to say Toronto. But... Windsor, Ontario. Oh, there you go. Yes, sir. No reason why. I did just <laughs> Windsor, Ontario. Uh, it is fun fact. Thanks for bringing that up. See color commentary, PD. So wash them, clean them. You've got your potatoes, two uh, tablespoons of canola oil, good canola, canola, canola oil, pardon me, good Canadian product, kosher salt, salt and pepper, a cup of ground chopped Turkey. Um, and sort of just, you can roughly chop that a cup of stuffing 
and then you have your gravy and some cranberry sauce and some fresh sage. So those are your ingredients that you want to just set out. So potatoes, oil, salt, pepper, turkey, stuffing, gravy, cranberry sauce, and fresh sage to taste. So you can really do or add any of those things. So if you don't like sage, swap it for chives. If you don't like gravy, you know, we can't be friends because gravy makes the meal. Uh, over the whole plate, remember? Over the whole plate. Yeah. Petey, come on, talk to me. So first off, what you're going to do, guys, is very simple. Set as you're making your prep. When you're making food at home, always just have a bit of a clean kitchen. That's like rule number one because people will go a little crazy if not. So set your oven to 425 Fahrenheit, which is 220 degrees Celsius. So take, you know, when you put something in the microwave or your oven, you want to take your fork and you want to make several little holes in the potatoes. Why do you do that, Pete? the heat escape heat escape but also get the heat into the potatoes yeah. so it helps cooking time and it reduces cooking time and it also doesn't maybe there's like stories that potatoes can blow up if you put them in the microwave or if you put them in the oven for too long um and so you want to let some of that heat and everything into the actual oven so you've picked your potatoes you want to drop the the um, drizzle the canola oil and the little salt and pepper you're going to wrap each of them in aluminum foil set them in a baking tray and you want to bake those for about 45 minutes so now you have a beautiful roasted uh, Yukon potato that's got, you know, a little bit of sort of sweetness that is inside, nice and fluffy in the middle. So just a beautiful looking I thing. I love potatoes. I have right? to say. Oh, God. My uh, fiance is probably going to say, you know, no, but I, I love my potatoes. Well, she's fit. She's she's like she's like triathlon. So. Oh, yeah. She'll, 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 and you and I like potatoes. She bench presses me no problem. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, with one arm, she can bench press both of us. And here and I, you and I are just eating, eating buckets potatoes. of potatoes. No problem, dude. I'm half Irish, so that's what we do. Uh, so once the potatoes are finished cooking, bud, you're going to set them aside and you want to slice them lengthwise. So you're going to go all the way down the middle. And essentially you take, you want to create like a jacket potato. You want to sort of take your two fingers and push it up from the bottom. So now you've got the flesh sort of open, right? So you're, you're opening the potato. You're going to fill it at that point. So now you've got your turkey that's already done. And this could be as well. Remember, you're making a side. So you've already cooked your turkey and you're just taking some of the renderings and some of the bits that don't go maybe on the plate. So it's a good use of using other things, right? So inexpensive because you've got potatoes, which are relatively inexpensive and you're using stuff that you've already cooked. You have cranberry sauce, you have turkey, you have maybe stuffing. It's all, the it's all there, it's dude. All it's all there. Tasty. Let me ask you this. Store-bought stuffing, like box stuffing, like stovetop or like fancy made? Well, fancy made by, you know, your, yourself. Or really? Your family. See, like, no, fuck that. I'm going really? to do it hundred percent. I'm Come going, on. I'm going stovetop box stuffing all the time. Oh, There's nothing better. It's so old school and ghetto, but it's fantastic. Okay. I love it. Okay. One of my, one of my favorites, one of those things where I think you just have to, you know, it's probably full, it's full of, full of crap. I think we should have like a little cook-off then. We do need to have a little cook-off, little cook-off party. Yeah. Little cook-off cook party. We'll bring that back and we'll entertain it with uh, some trauma tequila. So you've now pushed up your, your potato. You're going to fill it. So turkey, you put your cranberry, you pop your gravy on top and you hit it with some chopped, uh, sorry, some sh uh, fresh sage. So now you've got these beautiful potatoes. You put them on a nice plate where you've got your turkey, you've got four. So essentially you're having like a turkey dinner, but in your stuffed potato. And you have your herbs. You've got the fresh you herbs. Know, it, it, it mm. smells good. It tastes good. It looks so good. good, right? You know, that's why we finish with the fresh herbs. One, we eat with our eyes. Plus nowadays, as you know, everybody's taking pictures of Instagram. Come on, if you're making food at home for your friends or family, take you're going to take a picture. I know it. You're going to take that much time doing all this stuff. You're proud. You're proud. You're doing this. You're, you're eating this. This is an adventure. And you're, you want to remember this. And you are definitely taking pictures. So, guys, that is the stuffing stuffed potatoes. Um, is there anything you would swap in there? So, you've got cranberry turkey, gravy. You know, would you – is there anything like – would you maybe go anything? Is anything – 
peaty style in there? Desert well, you peat? got this, this salt. You know, canola oil, probably a little bit of olive oil. Yep. Oh, good. Okay. Try it up. Yep. Different flavor. Sure. But would you ever do it with a different potato, like a, like a sweet potato? You, you could. You could do a sweet potato 100%. A sweet no. potato is amazing because it's it's a lot more actually better for you, right? Switch it up a little? Switch it up. It's going to be I sweeter. haven't done this. I'm just asking. You no, know, you what, can. So yeah. I do, uh, they called Hasselback potatoes. So Hasselbacks are essentially like I use a sweet potato because it's nice and sweet. I do this around Thanksgiving time. You could do it. Great call at holiday time because it's very festive. But a Hasselback is potato and you cut multiple little slices like right on top of each other. And it folds like an accordion, but you don't slice all the way through. So picture the potato. You're on a cutting board and you literally slice all the way near. Do you see it? Yeah. And if you don't want to actually slice all the way through with your knife, a little tip of the pros is you put two little like sticks. So put like a chopstick, for example, on either side of the potato. So when you put your knife it down, stops it. it stops it. So it's a guard. You've created a guard. And you want to do those like every millimeter. So now you have a hundred cuts on one jack potato, olive oil, salt, pepper, and you can put like nutmeg, cinnamon, pop that in the oven, same time, like 45 minutes. So it's nice and Some soft. Jam it full of cheese, bro. <laughs> Put some blue cheese or something in there. Now we're talking turkey. So see, I like that. Then we're just riffing. This is what, but this is what recipes and the point of this show is not for us to just talk to you about this is step one, take the cup and put it in. No, no, no. This is not what this is about. This is about creativity. creativity. It's fun. It's just getting it's getting our listeners, Pete, to just have some fun and get them thinking out of the box yeah. what they would do. So here's a potato. Here's three items that I want to stuff it with because that's what I like. You maybe wanted to go a sweet potato and you're stuffing with cheese, you know, XYZ listener in uh, Windsor, Ontario is going to put pineapple in there, pineapple. right? As we know. Make a pizza out of it. God bless them. So speaking of which, Pete, what is your your favorite topping on a pizza? Yeah, you can only pick one. One ingredient? So no, like- Or one you, type of pizza? One ingredient. So, okay, let's change the game. I'll give you three toppings. What is your go-to pizza? And pineapple and bacon. Wow, you're a pineapple guy. And then cheese and, and sauces. It's very Canadian natural. of you, isn't it? I love Hawaiian, good Hawaiian pizza. Wow. Really? Yeah. See, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, but uh, God and, bless it. And the second one would be Soprasada. Oh, nice. Roasted red peppers and mushrooms. Okay. Thin crust. Thin crust. Boom. A little dipping sauce? Yeah, Pizza Nova does a good one. They the do. Yeah. They do do a great <laughs> yeah. one. I, uh, I, do, I do pepperoni, I do bacon, and I love mushrooms on mine too. And I do like also pepperoni, bacon, feta, which is a bit weird. I love feta cheese on pizza. Huh. It's like salty, salty goodness. Mm. So as you're just thinking about that, because you're probably going to pick that up tonight on your way home. I'm I bet. I know you're going to do a little Uber Eats. God bless them. So we're going to jump in, guys. So that was our stuffing stuffed potatoes. Now into the dessert. So we're finishing today's episode with a dessert. You should always finish with something sweet. Uh, and that is not just Pete and I. So we're getting into the candy cane <laughs> creme brulee. Oof. Right? Love it. Talk to me. Talk to me, baby. So this is served for uh, your ingredient list, guys. Super simple is half a cup of granulated sugar. And I should say all of these recipes are going to be posted on our Instagram, uh, which is dine and dash podcast. So that's dine and a and D podcast, uh, dine and dash podcast. So all of the recipes are going to be posted there. And uh, we're going to be actively sharing those with you. And also on TikTok, dine and dash podcast, TikTok. So half a cup of granulated sugar, five egg yolks, half a cup of heavy cream, one cinnamon stick, quarter teaspoon, uh, freshly grated nutmeg. You know what? Just call it a teaspoon. You can load it up. Uh, vanilla bean. So one vanilla bean, fresh vanilla bean, half a cup of candy cane. And you want to crush those. So you can buy those from like bulk barn and stuff like that. You said you like candy cane. And Love everything. them. This is why I put it in. 
So this is my, this is my creme brulee recipe, but just adapted because it's Christmas time. And then four, four teaspoons of like super fine sort of baking uh, sugar. So reserved for the top. So now you've got your elements, you're all set. You've got your yolks, you've got your, your sugars, you've got your candy cane crushed. You've got your fragrance and the nutmeg and cinnamon. So first off, do you know where cinnamon, do you know how cinnamon comes? Like where is cinnamon from? The, is, do you know what it is? The bark? It is a bark. Most people don't even know that it's a bark of a tree. And a lot of it's in like Indonesia, for example, and it's bark of a tree and they literally take like a huge, scrape it off, scrape it off and that's hence of the roll. And then they dry it and it dries into that little roll where you know where cinnamon is. Huh. Yeah, I had some, I was in Bali like two years ago. Thanks for the invite. You're welcome. Um, you thanks me. for the invite to Jamaica coming up November 28, 2020. But I invited you. You did. I can't wait for the bachelor party. Columbia, here we come. So that is cinnamon, how it comes. I didn't say Columbia, but hey, I did. Hey, it could happen. I did. <laughs> I just set the, I set the term right there. So now guys, let's jump back into our candy cane creme brulee. Sorry, Petey's taking me on a twirl there. So your, your method. So in this one, guys, you want to set your oven to 325 degrees in a heated proof bowl. So essentially what you want to do in a big, in a big um, bake dish that you can uh, put into the, into the oven, of course, you want to whisk together your sugar and egg yolks. You want to, so I like to do these in individual sort of ramekins. So they're sitting in uh, in individual, those are usually about two inches, three inches apart. So in a heat proof bowl, such as a ramekin and a baking ramekin, whisk together your sugar, your egg yolks. So those are totally combined. You want to combine the cream. And now that's when you're putting in your freshly grated cinnamon stick and nutmeg. And in a vanilla bean, you want to de-seed. So you cut your vanilla bean down the middle and you're scraping out the insides. So you want to sort of whisk that all together. At the same time, you're putting a pot on over medium heat in a sauce pot, in a saucepan. So you want to bring all of those ingredients that I just previously said into the pan. You want to bring that to a low sort of simmer. You're slowly whisking it the whole time so that the hot cream, a mixture in the egg yolk, egg yolk, you just don't want that to sort of curdle or sort of overcook. So you just want to have that on a low simmer. You're just building your custard. So over a low simmer, you're mixing, mixing, mixing. As you can see that, that's going to be about a probably five to 10 minute process. You want to take that off the heat and now through a fine mess sieve, you just pour that mixture. So you're taking, you know, extra elements like the cinnamon and extra little pieces of your nutmeg out. You just want them in for flavor. You're going to take that out. So through a sieve, you're going to strain it. Now you've got your liquid, you've got your custard liquid. You want to divide up that mixture into your actual ramekins. You're salivating, that are, eh? Yeah. I'm feeling good about this. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. And this is super simple. And it's, you know, it's again, I know that you're listening to this recipe. I'm telling you it because I want to give you just inspiration and ideas. So you're going to pour all your now, now hot liquid that you just did in your cream base into the ramekin. So you're going to place that into a large baking pan and you want to add boiling water around the fill of the pan halfway around the sides of the ramekins. That way it's going to sort of help cook the process, not just from the top, but it sort of cooks the water around it, heats the water and it heats all of the actual ramekin and the, the egg uh, custard all around. Wow. So from there that goes into the oven you want to put that in the oven for around 30 minutes 25 to 30. you also want to cover part of me with a little bit of aluminum foil just on top that way you don't want to burn it right so yep. creme brulee do you like creme brulee love it me, actually, me too probably my number one it's a go-to if yeah. i see it on a menu i'm going all day yeah. I'm, I'm literally don't even bring the chocolate cake i was gonna say chocolate lava cake because my next one old school what about the billy miner from the keg solid Ooh. solid dessert so now you're taking out the ramekins okay guys you're going to take those out you take your baking tray you be careful. They're going to be hot. You take the ramekins out. You put them on like a wire rack or just let them cool. Let them sort of cool for a good hour. You could put them in the fridge to set. Now the fun part is you take your crushed candy cane and your sugar. You want to take a spoon and you just sprinkle it all over 
your top of your actual brulee. And this is where it's fine. Don't let the kids, or maybe you can. My mom used to let me play with blow torches, and you can blow torch, blow torch the hell out of the top. So you want to spin shout, with one of your hands. Shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. Shout out to Mara. So you want to spin the, the brulee, and the reason why you're spinning it as you're bro, you're torching it is so you're not burning one section. But essentially, brulee means burn two degrees. So I think that's French, if I'm not mistaken. Thank you. And you want to twirl with your one hand as you're as you're burning and and you're bruleeing, if I will, the sugar. So you want the candy cane and the fine sugar to sort of blend in. You're gonna have that nice minty sort of textury built up sugar, and you're looking for that real crispness. The more sugar, if you want that real solid caramelization, crispness, crispness on top of your brulee, add more sugar. You know white sugar. White sugar. Yeah, super fine. Essentially, you want a super fine sort of white sugar, but we've mixed it with candy cane because Pete, this is Christmas time. This is Christmas time. You know what I mean? Holiday season. It's holiday season. Let's make it for everybody. So those are the two recipes for Dine and Dash this week. So you've got your stuffing stuffed potatoes. What do you think, bud? Tasty. 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 And again, I love that you switched it because you were like, I'm doing sweet potato. Go for it. Well, it's, yeah, you know, I thought, what if? Surf and ski. Yeah. I love it. You do this, I do that. That's what we want our listeners on Dine and Dash podcast is to sort of get inspired, take it out. We did our candy cane creme brulee, which is a lot of fun. God bless that. And now, guys, this is the moment in the show when we want to thank everybody. I want to thank Desert Pete here. I want to thank Trauma Tequila. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Of course. Do you have fun? Really appreciate it. Yeah, I love talking to you. This is episode this number is one. Fun. And you're talking to people that are yeah. going to be listening to this. And I love that they're going to know you. They're going to know what you're doing. They're going to know your rapid fire. You know, if there's one sign off that you want to tell our listeners, what's it going to be, Petey? What do you tell them? Just have a safe and happy holiday season, you know, spend it with your family, spend it with your loved ones, spend it with your, your friends, just as long as, uh, you know, you're drinking lots of really good tequila. Don't drink and drive. Yep. None of that. Important um, message. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Totally. You know, be smart. Respect, respect the people around you and, and, um, hope everyone has a, a kick-ass 2020. It's amazing. Guys, I'm Matt Dean Pettit. This is Pete Filmanov from Trauma Tequila. Love you. Thank you. And tune in next week. We're going to be talking some more Dine and Dash. This is the podcast. We'll see you soon. Thanks, brother. Peace.